Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth on the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, are now visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man. Unknown to our friends, Rawson, the ranch foreman, has engineered many strange accidents on the ranch. Each accident is preceded by the mysterious howling of a coyote in order to convince Comanche Joe that an Indian legend concerning the coyote is true and thus induce the Indian to sell his land and oil fields at a ridiculously low figure. One of Rawson's evil schemes resulted in serious injury to Jimmy. With our last episode ended, Kent and Comanche Joe were about to make Dusty, Rawson's henchman, confess when the eerie howl of the coyote was heard and Dusty dropped dead at their feet. Hardly had this happened when the door of the ranch house burst open and... But wait... Listen. Comanche! Comanche! What is it? I thought I'd never get here. Been killing leather all the way. The well, Comanche, the oil well. Oh, what's the matter? What's the matter? Number one and two, they're going up in flames. The dad burned this fire you ever did see. The oil well. It's spreading fast. If we don't do something and do it pronto, it's going to be just too bad for every oil well you got in your land. Well, well, what you standing there for? What you staring at nothing for? Comanche. So, the howl of the coyote means nothing, huh? I wonder. Well, this is no time for wondering, Comanche. We've got to act and act fast. No, Kent. This is not the time for action. What? How long do you think we can go on this way? Time after time, the coyote howls. Time after time, something terrible happens. Many of my men in the ranch have been badly hurt. And each time, the coyote has howled. Listen, Comanche, the wells. Kent, the coyote howled a few hours ago, and your young friend Jimmy Olsen was thrown from a horse and almost killed. Again, the coyote has howled, and two of my oil wells are going up in flames. The fire will spread to the others. But we can stop them, Comanche, if we act in time, if we act now. No, Kent. It is no use. We are fighting something that is beyond us. Something not human, something supernatural. Oh, you're letting your superstition get the better of you. He's right, Comanche. Come on, we've got to stop the fire. Quiet, Pat. Kent, you are a white man. What a white man does not understand, he refuses to believe. But I, I am an Indian, with an Indian's understanding of these things. There is no use fighting that which is not human. And I tell you, Kent, that coyote is not human. Now, this all makes mighty highfalutin talking, Comanche, but them there oil wells is still conflagrating. What are you going to do about it? Let them burn. A coyote has howled. There's nothing we can do. That's where you're wrong, Comanche. Pat, round up the men. Have you some sort of a fire alarm? Never saw an oil field without one, Mr. Kent. Well, then turn it on. Get the men started for those burning oil wells. I'm on my way. Wait a minute, Kent. You've no right to give orders around here. I'm your friend, Comanche, and I'm not going to stand by while someone makes a fool of you. What do you mean, someone? There's someone. There must be someone who's plotting against you. No, Kent. The old Comanche legend come true. When the coyote howls, then will trouble come. Oh, don't you see that whoever is behind all these accidents is making use of that legend? Don't you understand that he's... 
He's trying to work on your naturally superstitious nature. Now, so far, Comanche, you've beaten him at every turn, and you've got to go on beating him. You... You really think it's all just a trick? I'm sure of it. Now, listen, there goes the alarm. The men will be heading for the oil fields, and you've got to be with them. Come on. All right, Kent. Let's go. All right, gentlemen. We've been waiting for you two. Got your horses all saddled and ready. All right, Pat. Oh, girl. Oh. Oh. All set, Kent. All set. That's what we're waiting for. Let's go. some money. A lot of money. It depends, Rawson. You know my record. I've been sent up the river twice by the rangers, and I ain't taking chances. A house of neither if, uh, if what you got in mind ain't too rich. Well, all you gotta do, Tex, is obey orders and keep your mouth shut. Don't keep your mouth shut, and the same thing will happen to you what happened to uh, Dusty. Dusty? See, that's right. I ain't seen him around. What's happened to him? He was working for me, Tex. He didn't follow orders. He didn't keep his mouth shut. He's dead, Tex. Dead. Oh, I see. Uh, what's this job pay, Ross? If uh, Comanche Joe's ranch and oil wells were sold in the open market, what do you think they'd bring? Wouldn't know. They'd bring anywhere from two to five million. I do like I tell you, Tex. Obey my orders and keep your mouth shut, and you get a quarter of that. Uh... A quarter of five million? Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. What do you say? I say, lead me to it. It may be risky, Tex. And you said you didn't want to run no more risks to count your record. Yeah, but I didn't know there was that much Mizuma in I'll take a chance on anything for that kind of money. Well, that's a bargain. You do like I tell you, when I tell you, and we'll get along fine. Now, come on. Let's catch up with the others. Get off. Stop. Burning oil wells now. That red glow through the blizzard, yes. Ought to be there in another five minutes. Yes, Rawson. Rawson, right over this way. What do you want, Commander? Rawson, from the look of that blaze, even from this distance, sand or chemicals won't be much use. We'll have to use nitroglycerin to blow that fire out. How much nitro have we got? Oh, about eight tons, I see. Do we have to use nitro? I'm afraid so. Well, I don't know about getting anybody to take that stuff close into the fire. The heat alone will be terrible. You know what nitro is. Just knock it against anything, will explode in your hands. I know the danger of using nitro, but I'm afraid we'll have to do it. I'll take the nitro in myself. Well, okay. How do you use the nitroglycerin, Comanche? Why, about the same way you use dynamite. I'll have to take the cans of nitro close into the fire. Yeah? Then wires are attached to one of the cans. But it's detonator back out of range. When I give the word, one of my men pushes down the handle of the detonator, setting off the nitro. The force of the explosion puts out the fire. Must be some explosion. You've never seen an explosion like it. Dynamite is child's play compared to it. What was that? Oh, sounds like another one going up. Probably number three. We better hurry. Get up there, girl. Come on, get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Come on, 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 Come
we go do some fast, the rest of them are going to go through. The boys bringing those cans of nitro out of the shack? They are. How about me taking that stuff close into the fire? Thanks, Pat, but those are my wells. It's my job to save them. I'll take the nitro in myself. You'll have to get awfully close, Comanche, and the heat and that fire is terrific. Uh, suppose you let me try it. No, Ken. It's my job. Then I think you better get started, Comanche. The boys has brought up a lot of burlap. You better start wrapping yourself up with it. Yes. Ken, help me get this burlap tied under me. How will this burlap help you, Comanche? Well, after I get wrapped in layers of this stuff, the boys will drench me with pails of water. I'll be soaked through it from head to foot. Yeah. That'll help me to get in close to the fire. Leave the cans of nitro and get away before the heat of the fire gets to me. Well, you're taking an awful chance. It's got to be done. Now, come on. Get that burlap tight onto me. All right. Start getting buckets of water. Yeah, Rawson. I got a job for you, Tex. Yeah? What is it? They're getting that nitro ready. Comanche Joe's going to take it in close to the fire. Yeah? There'll be wires running from one of those cans to a detonator. When somebody pushes down the handle of that detonator, that nitro will blow everything sky high. Sure, I know that. But where do I come in? You're going to be the guy who pushes down the handle of that detonator. I see. After Comanche Joe leaves the nitro close to the fire and gets back out of range, I explode the stuff. Yeah, huh? you explode the nitro. But you're going to do it before Comanche Joe gets back out of range. Before he gets back... Hey, wait a minute, Rawson. That's murder. Well? Oh, but I thought you wanted to get Comanche Joe to sell you his ranch cheap. How's he going to sell out to you if he's dead? I happen to know that if Comanche dies, his father, Chief Running Fox, of the Comanche tribe, becomes the owner of the ranch and the oil wells. I can handle Chief Running Fox a lot easier than Comanche Joe, so it works out fine. Yeah. And where do I come off? Comanche Joe leaves the cans of nitro near the fire just as he starts back. Before he's three feet away from the cans of explosives, I set him off. Why, they'll have me up for murder. Oh, no, they won't. You just explained you got your signals mixed, that's all. But with all the smoke and the blizzard and everything, you couldn't see Comanche. You thought he'd gotten away safe. It's risky, Rawson. Mighty risky. That's what you're being paid for, Tex. And plenty. Over a quarter of a million bucks. All right. I'll do it. All right, you men, come on. Keep pouring that water on me. There'll be plenty drinks before I start in toward those burning wells. Comanche, you sure you won't let me try it? <clears throat> no, Ken. I can't let you risk your life for me. The heat from those fires may knock me out before I'm able to get back. Oh, I know. That... Those are my oil wells. I'll take the risk. Who's going to send out that nitro? I am, Comanche. All right, Tex. Be sure you don't set those cans off too soon. Better wait till I get back. Give you a signal myself. Okay, Comanche. Well, you're pretty well drenched, Comanche. Want any more water thrown over you? No, I've had enough. Bring over those cans of nitro, Ken. Okay. Here you are. Now, for heaven's sake, be careful. If you trip or knock these against anything, you'll be finished. Don't worry about me. Tex, you're all set. I'm all set, Comanche. Remember, don't push down the handle of that detonator till I give you the word. Don't worry. I won't. Pat, hand me that can of nitro. That's right. I am in the other one. Careful, Pat. You're both out of kingdom come. All right. Here I go. Push me luck, man. Yeah, Comanche. Good luck. You're gonna need it. Wrapped in burlap, drenched to the skin, Comanche Joe carries two cans of highly explosive nitroglycerin into the raging inferno. We know that Tex plans to explode the nitro before Comanche Joe can get away from it. What will happen? Be sure to hear the next thrill-packed episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.